Welcome to the Cult Creator Experience. Successful content creation to build powerful connections. A podcast designed to help passionate experts and entrepreneurs launch a podcasting platform, successfully build a following, and become industry leaders. Hi, I'm Matt, and I'm the founder of Cult Media and the host of this podcast. I'll be sharing my experience and insights of over 15 years of content creation. And along the way, I'll be seeking out other cult creators to learn from their wisdom and expertise. In today's episode, we are jumping into the first step of our cult creator experience, coach. Here, we seek to ask the right questions to discover why you're wanting to become a cult creator, who you're creating for, and what you're going to produce. And these are the personal, people, and product phases of development. And today, I'll focus on the personal phase. But before we jump inside your mind, please take a second to follow us on Instagram at cult.media and on your podcasting app of choice. Okay, let's get into the personal phase of developing your podcast. And obviously, this starts with you, the cult leader. And like every cult, we need the leader to be confident and able to communicate their vision and while doing so, instill passion and belief in those they engage with. They can't just go around saying, oh, I feel like I should start a cult because everyone else is. Oh, what's your vision? Oh, I don't know, maybe some followers? No, they need to find their purpose and then lean into it. They need to know, understand, like and trust their own weirdness or wonderfulness. Podcasting cult leaders and other cult creators find greater success by just being themselves. Except, well, maybe cosplay, actors in fiction, and obviously politicians. But they still need to channel an authentic personality. And this is key, being authentic. It's hard to pretend and keep up a front, and you'll often get found out. Becoming a cult creator is exposing. You share a part of you that is open to the world of the interwebs for comments and to be scrutinised. Now, these comments and scrutiny can be positive, but some are not. And without a clear understanding of your podcasting purpose, these moments of friction can feel a lot bigger and cause you to stop what you're doing. And that would be a shame because you're trying to make the world a better place, right? So in this phase, we help you identify your brand, your purpose, your values, your vision, your mission and your goals. In the personal phase of development, I like to lay out all of your strengths and the weaker points. And this can help you plan for the rest of your creator experience. For example, I know I'm not great at design. But instead of looking at the design required for my content and thinking, nah, screw this, I made sure that I found time to find help and to be aware that I might have to spend some money to get the right result for my vision and for you, the listener. Getting inside your mind. I've used the airline example before in this podcast of put your own mask on before helping others. And this phase of the creator experience is about making sure that you are in the best position to help others. There's another example I like to refer to, and it's a Buddhist metta prayer. And in short, it says, may I be well, may those around me be well, and may all be well. And I like this because it all starts with you. There's an element of accountability to it. 
So the personal phase of development is about discovering your dreams, your aspirations, and why you want to create content and become a cult leader. Continuing on from the last episode, The Profit Pillars of Podcasting, you should be able to define what success looks like to you. And from there, reverse engineer how you get there. Understanding your why and the value you attach to your success is the best insurance policy against overwhelm and quitting. So what kind of things would I look at in my personal phase of development? I'd ask some questions like, what is your passion? What are you good at? How would you describe yourself in three words? What has stopped you starting until now? What would your peers say are your strengths? And what would your world look like if you didn't have to worry about money? These all help me understand where you're from, what you want to achieve, and what matters to you. Personal brand versus business brand. You hear a lot about branding and building a personal brand, but really, what does that even mean? Do you need a fancy logo? Is it a colour palette? Do you need merchandise? How does a personal brand differ from a business brand? Now, I'm not saying I'm a brand consultant or an expert by any means, but my idea of a personal brand is for third parties to be able to understand your why and the values you hold. So to have a personal brand is the same in many respects as a business brand. Apart from it represents you as an individual and not as a collective. So with this in mind, we can use a business template to help define your brand, personal or business. Here are five statements to help you define your brand. Our purpose is. Our values are. Our vision is. Our mission is and our goals are. Fundamentally, the first two, purpose and values, don't change. But the vision, mission and goals will change over time as you accomplish things, complete tasks and find success. And just for fun, I'm going to give you a completely fictitious set of brand statements. And I've chosen the Wright brothers. That's right, the guys that built the plane that flew. So their purpose was to allow humans to fly. Their values are to work tirelessly, think outside the box, be brave and progressive. Their vision was to fly across the country. Their mission was to build a vehicle that can fly for miles. And their goals break down into design a flying machine, build a flying machine, test machine, adapt machine, test machine and more until eventually they could fly as far as they needed to. So what do your brand statements look like? Four key skills of successful leaders. Now, a great cult leader is continually learning, improving and adapting. And one of the things I've come to realise is there is a direct correlation between great leadership skills and successful content. And I thought while we're gaining personal insights today, I would share four key personal skills that are both present in leadership and content creation. Key skill number one, communication and vision. You need to clearly share the vision and you need to be able to communicate this both spoken and written. It needs to be inspirational and it needs to take data and make it relevant to your vision. 
And then finally, you need to be able to communicate change effectively. And we can see here how communication and vision are key in successful leadership and content creation. Key skill number two, decision-making. Both leadership and content creation require that you seek to gather as much data as possible and then drive your decisions from that data and what is best for your people. You need to make choices confidently and again, keeping people in mind. And you need to be able to set expectations. Tell people what you can and can't do. Key skill number three, for leaders and content creation, prioritization and execution. You need to have a proven method for task triage. What's important, what needs to be done now and what can come later. You need to be able to delegate before doing yourself. You need to be able to orchestrate teams to achieve a set of goals. And you need to be able to empower people and create accountability. And finally, you need to have the right tools for the job. Key skill number four, resilience and empathy. Now this is about emotions. It's about managing ego and it's about not reacting to things impulsively. It's about giving strength during challenging times. It's about learning how to recharge and recuperate to make sure that you and your team are performing optimally. It's about expecting a high performance, but with empathy. Not everything goes right the first time, so you need to be adaptable and flexible. Now, I'm not saying we all need to have these traits right now, but I definitely think we should strive towards them or find others that can complement our strengths and optimise our weaknesses. And that is the first phase of our coach step of the cult creator experience. We talked about preparing to be a cult leader in your industry, the importance of you and your why. We talked about creating a brand and the four key skills of great leadership and powerful content creation. And I cannot stress enough the importance of the personal phase. It is so often overlooked and it can result in dissatisfaction and stress. Nobody wants to be doing something they don't believe in or don't see the value of. And podcasting is not a quick result game. It's about building a legacy of content over time, showing up and being present. So do what you love and with those that share the same ideals. Don't settle for anything less than your passion and purpose and your audience will thank you for it in the long run. I'd like to thank you for listening and being part of the Cult Creator Experience. I'm always happy to get feedback and if you have any questions or topics you'd like me to discuss, please reach out to me. And if you want to start your own Cult Creator Experience and become a cult leader in your industry, head to cult.media to get your free strategy session. And until next time, be good.